Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, we speak with Crystal Langan, who discovered the connection between her inner and outer beauty after the birth of her daughter and a near-death experience. She is now on a mission to help other women embody their own unique beauty. We discuss how to incorporate small daily rituals that connect you with the beauty that is already within. We also talk about how to express your outer beauty in a healthy way by focusing on our intentions. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast with your hosts, Randy and Catherine. This is a space for powerful women to share their story and to be real and raw about the truth of living your life's purpose. Any topic is fair game. We check gossip at the door so we can focus on building community and collaboration. This podcast will help you discover your individual power and give you the tools to live your most uplifted life. So let's find out what's uplifting you today. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. Today we have Crystal, and Crystal is a speaker, writer, and coach who helps women see and embody their inner and outer beauty. She is the founder of Sovereign Beauty, where she creates online and in-person courses, workshops, and rituals to help women radically love themselves. So welcome, Crystal. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you. So for our listeners, Crystal is a member of what was a member of the Women Speak Mastermind, which I am currently a part of. So I am so excited to have you here today and to hear about your story and everything like that. So we're just going to dive right in. Can you just give us the whole backstory, where you come from, how your story of getting here to now empowering other women to radically love themselves? Boy, okay. Well, my back back story, like all the way back. Yeah, as far back <laughs> as it goes. Take as far as long. <laughs> well, I was actually born to teen parents. So my mom and dad were 15 and 16 when they had me. And one of my parents was a real nurturer, really got down on the floor with me, really instilled in me the strength. Uh, that I have now and then my other parent was wild and um, you know going off and having wild weekends and doing all kinds of things but just really exploring and being a teenager really Um, but the interesting thing about my story is that the nurturer was my dad and so um, a lot of people find that really interesting and um, that's kind of where I started. I started out with a, a father who really saw the beauty and the preciousness in me and also taught me to be really strong and independent. Um, and then, of course, you know, being born to teen parents, there's um, struggles that go along with that. Um, and so I went through, through those and I learned through, the, through those experiences Um, But one thing that my dad dad really taught me was to be able to connect with um, my inner child a lot. And so now that I've had my own children, and now that I've had my own daughter, that was another huge experience of awakening for me, um, was having her and seeing... um, seeing the beauty that she is, seeing the beauty that she knows she is, 
she hasn't been jaded. She hasn't been, you know, nobody's ruined it for her yet and told her she's anything but beautiful. And so I saw that. I saw that in her right away. I mean, obviously, when they placed her in my arms, I was like, oh, she's the most beautiful thing ever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I saw her really take on that, her own beauty knowing from a young age, and she was really connected to that. And there was no shame around it, no conceit around it. It was just very pure, very pure. And I was like, yeah, I think we're all born this way. And I think something happens along the way, unfortunately, for most of us, that disconnects us from that. And um, so then it became really urgent really urgent and important for me to do what I can in the world in support of all women and all little girls and um, what I could do in the world to create a space for my daughter to hold on to as much of that pure knowing that she has as possible. So that's my mission now. That's my big driving for that's so beautiful beautiful. I'm so fascinated by that because you're so inspired by your daughter I'm also curious about your own personal journey through beauty and what that looked like to you so you could see it in your daughter um was that also reflected in you how did you transform in that in your own beauty oh I love that question so um There were several awakenings for me throughout my life. One of the biggest ones in my adult life was when I had a near-death experience. Um, I had been in the hospital for a major surgery, and something went awry in the middle of the night. And it was me and my nurse and my um, then-fiancé, who I'm married to now. And... um, a lot happens when you go through that, that type of experience. Remember my nurse clearly saying, Crystal, you are not having a heart yet, but your heartbeat is five. I've given you all the pain medicine I could possibly give you. You're experiencing level 11 pain, which is why your body is completely freaking out. I need you and Ben to work the magic you've been working this whole time since you've been here. I need you to call upon that right now to save yourself so I can do the work I need to finish saving you. And so, um, you know, I was just, my eyes were closed. All this stuff was happening to my body. I was experiencing all this this energy and stuff happening and... um, Ben came and held my hand and we did um, some meditation and some different things that brought my pain level down to a a one, brought it down to a one. And um, then the nurse could take x-rays and do blood work and all the things. And just to give you, um, obviously I survived. And just to give you an idea of what was happening to me is um, I had a drain tube in my lungs after the surgery that they removed and they removed it too soon. So I was drowning from the inside. My, my lungs were filling up with fluid. Okay. So that's just, yeah, I could tell you the long some other time, but through that experience, I realized because while I was 
doing the meditation and all of that was happening, there was complete chaos in my room. People were running in and out. Machines were going off. Lights were beep. You know, all the things were happening. But I had to stay really true to myself and my connection with myself with the support of Ben by my side to guide me through that. But I had to be really strong because literally if I had listened to the noise around me, I would have died. I would have taken, I was breathing really shallow that whole time, something within me knew. And if I had taken a deep breath, it would have, my body would have gone bonkers. So I realized, wow, there can be so much noise and chaos around you that can literally kill you if you choose to listen and let it in. And so, you know, obviously, as we move about the world and our community and where we interact, there's going to be a lot of noise and you can't round it all out. You just can't, you know, things come in, but you can know, I know, I know that you can you can protect yourself and you can trust yourself and you can always tap into the deepest heart of your heart, the core of your core and your being to see what is true for you, what is pure for you and where you come from, which is pure beauty. And so that experience just really taught me about being, being connected with myself and, and just taking me back to where I come from which again was reflected in my daughter when I saw her, that pure, innocent, beautiful light, that beautiful human being. And I feel that women are the most beautiful. (laughs) We are here to be the most beautiful creatures on the planet. And so, um, yeah, that was a big, huge experience and awakening for me to be like, I know, I know, I know what is true. And I know that if I listen too much to the noise around me, that that is damaging and could kill me. Wow. Wow. That's so amazing. What a story. My God. <laughs> so, you know, you talk about that connection with our inner beauty, our inner voice, and becoming disconnected from that. How do you think we become reconnected with that and rediscover that beauty within us when so many of us have lost that connection or don't feel beautiful in our own skin. Yeah. Um, So that's a beautiful question. And there's a lot of paths to get back to that connection, but also knowing that that connection can never, ever truly be broken, that there might be some damage along the way. But that connection is always there and always available for you. And so for what I find is for different people, different things, different practices resonate with them differently and help them. So a big, huge part of just life in general and also just getting back that beauty connection is cultivating that relationship with your and trusting that inner knowing that intuition, that instinct, that hit. And as you nourish that again and again and again, it gets easier and easier. I think about parenthood when I think of this. Um, You know, when you have a baby, everybody has so much advice. 
right? Especially people close to you and family members. But sometimes you have to decide, what is this best for? Is this best for them or is this best for the baby, what they're telling me? And as you grow your parenting voice, it gets stronger and stronger. As you say no more and more, as you make your own choices more and more, it gets stronger and stronger. So I feel like the same is true for your beauty knowing and that relationship with your inner self. Um, figuring out what type of self-care practices work for you and saying no to the rest. And I really believe that a lot of people go through, and it's, you know, I'm not judging, but a lot of people go through the motions of self-care. They go through the motions of it. They get their pedicure. They go shopping or whatever they do. They do their meditation or whatever. They set the timer, you know? Um, So, if you can find a way to, to slow down and to really drop into yourself and your connection with yourself, the self-care practices are just a container. They're just a gateway. They're just like a means of getting to that connection with yourself at the end of the day. So I would recommend exploring different things. Don't judge yourself for what feels good and pleasurable for you. Um, if it needs to be, if you're a busy person and it needs to be 30 seconds, then it needs to be 30 seconds and just do 30 seconds several times throughout your day. Um, my big thing around that too is I want I want you to find something that you kind of get addicted to that you can um, crave. You know, for me, I really crave my rituals. It makes me almost salivate right now thinking about it. I just like, I just really lean into them. And so as, as I'm even approaching to, to start my rituals is even that moment where I know it's coming. I have found some time in my day to do it. I'm already activated. You know, as I'm talking about it right now, I'm already activated by knowing that it's going to come. And so that comes after practicing it. That comes after being addicted to it um, in a healthy way, you know, in a beautiful way. Um, that, that, that routine of the ritual, you start to really take it on. Um, so, yeah, I'd say explore, play, slow down and really um, connect to the true meaning of doing these self-care acts, which is cultivating um, a relationship with yourself. Oh, I love that so much. So beautiful. Yeah. I, I give my clients that advice all the time with creating a morning ritual for themselves. It's like you have to really figure out what works for you and what you are going to crave because the morning ritual has to be something like for me, if I don't do it, I'm like, Oh my God, like my day is not, you know, like I just, I feel such a huge difference. And so it's like, like you said, you know, you really start to crave that and you can tell it makes a huge difference, but my morning routine doesn't look like any of my clients morning routines. And that's how it should be. You have to really, figure out what works for you. And again, it's not just going through these external rituals. It's about finding ways that you can find that deeper connection with yourself. Mm -hmm. So I just love that so much. Yeah. It's really not about the ritual per se. It's about your intention behind it. You know, it's about what kind of energy are you creating? 
um, whether it's for yourself or putting out to the world. So yeah, I think that's, that's perfect. I love that. I did want to ask, I'm curious as to, because I think a lot of people are very focused on their inner beauty. And I think people think it's shallow to focus on their outer beauty. So I'm really curious as to this connection you've made from the inner and the outer beauty, um, what you're kind of teaching in that and your views on that. Cause I find that so fascinating. Yeah, there is, um, and it's getting better, but there is this like stigma behind celebrating your external beauty and that's not spiritual, right? There's no place for that in spirituality. Um, I have so much to say about that, but I'll start by saying that um, something that just floored me when I heard this scientist speaking about, she's a brain scientist and um, has worked for very prominent companies in the Silicon Valley. And she spoke about the brain and how I believe the number was 70% of the brain is connected to what we see visually. So it's allocated to processing and seeing and all of that stuff. And I thought, okay, (laughs) we're human beings. We're walking around, you know, uh, for those of us who can see, um, we're taking it and and we're taking in what we see. And then we're, we're 70% of our brain is activated by that. So we need to recognize that we need to be realistic that what we see really shapes the world we live in and really affects who we are, right? So there's that. There's the science behind it. Um, And so uh, what a lot of marketing and advertising and social media and all those experts um, do is they know this information and they use this information to, um, you know, control and get into our minds and our thoughts and all of that. So this is a very real thing that we need to talk about and we need to take back, in my opinion. So the the work that I try to do around that is to help women rewire um, what their definition of beauty is and rewire um, how they see beauty and beauty beauty diversity is huge for me, um, beauty inclusion. And it's phenomenal because once I started really jumping in and embracing this idea, it was like I was um, overwhelmed with the amount of beauty that I saw in women around me, really. I sit and I wait for my kids um, during pickup at school and I look at all the moms that are walking around and I'm just floored and it's all different. You know, you know, some of them are all dolled up and some of them are more natural and some of them are this and that. And I, and, and you can just see, you can see the beauty um, in these women. And it really, a lot of times the connection does start with the eyes and the expression zone, you know, the eyes and the smile and um, and I believe that there's this radiating beauty that comes off of us when we are more connected with our internal. So I don't think it's just one or the other. I think it's a full circle thing. Um, the more beautiful you feel within, the more beautiful you are 
um, on the outside, the more beautiful on the outside, the more beautiful you feel on the inside. And they're not mutually exclusive of each other. It's just a circle and they feed off of each other. And so um, I think there's no denying. And when you do what you do to make you feel beautiful, whether it's, um, you know, putting on lipstick, whether it's putting on your favorite jeans, whatever, something happens to you. Something happens to your body. You stand up straighter. You carry yourself with more confidence. All of those things happen. Um, I'm starting to have a child. (laughs) A child wanting to interrupt me. Um, Something happens within you and you feel better. Okay, so it's all connected. It's all about accepting you as a whole human being and not ignoring a piece of you. I would say that sounds like the rituals. Um, and, and, uh, Sorry, there was, kind of, there was kind of a lag there. I kind of interrupted you, my bad. <laughs> I was just going to say, it sounds like um, the rituals as well, where it's not necessarily what you're doing. It's the intention and the energy that's put behind it. So maybe I'm fine with not putting on any makeup, and that's where I feel my most beautiful. And that, that's my decision, and that's, that's my ritual, per se. Um, while other women, it's like they want to get the plastic surgery, which, you know, teach their own. Fine. Um, so it's, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like it's mostly about, yeah, it's whatever makes you happy. <laughs> Absolutely. And when you can do that and really embrace it, you unlock other things. There's less need or feeling of competition between women. There's more sisterhood and acceptance with women. And when you can approach your work and your life from that place where you feel love for yourself and and see see the beauty in others, then the work that you produce in the world is coming from there. It's originating from there. And 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 again, back to my daughter, that's how she moves about in the world. She's moving from that really pure, loving place. Um, and so what she does and when she enters a room and when she gives and hugs and loves, um, it's it's just so much more magical. Mm, I love that. And you, you talked a little bit about, you mentioned beauty, diversity, and inclusion. Can you explain a little bit more about what you mean behind that and what that looks like to you? Yeah. Um, I've explored different areas within this because um, there's lots of ways to be diverse, right? Um, mm. And so... Of course, like some of the hot topics are, you know, size, um, shade of skin, hair, all of those things. And what we're seeing as the, um, what we're seeing the majority of in social media and marketing and advertising, you know, isn't always reflected, isn't true to what we're seeing on our day to day. Right. So, um, it's a lot of it is mindset and how you choose to look at people. And as you just open up the space within you to accept more and more beauty, like I said, it becomes, it becomes overwhelming, but it's also so educating and you can see this Um, one, but, but one, the area that I'm really focusing on for 2019 and, you know, have already started this year is, Um, multi-generational. So looking at um, beauty 
in older and younger. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. That's where I, that's where I'm going this year. That's where I'm exploring this year. Um, and I'm being really intentional about it. It's top of mind for me. It comes up in conversations. It comes up when I'm, I'm having events and I'm inviting people. I'm making a point um, to ask for that diversity from my community, to be exposed to it. I think it's not enough to just talk about it, read about it, learn about it. You have to be around it. And, and I need to, my daughter to be around it, too. Um, Can you actually expand on that idea a little bit more? Is that generational within the family or is that like me and just someone Mm. who's older than me, someone who's younger than me? Um, Yeah, explain that, I guess, a little bit. Absolutely. So when I put together circles, events, um, gatherings, um, you know, when you invite your friends, they tend to be around your same age, typically, you know, Um, you might have a few that are older or whatever. Um, and so what, what I'm interested in is when I invite my friends, for example, I'm having a tea party in January. When I invite my friends to this, I'm saying, can you find someone who's a generation older than you to bring so that we can see her beauty so that she can share her wisdom with us so that we can socialize with her? Because at the end of the day, a lot of things aren't really that different we all want the same things Mm -hmm. as human beings Mm -hmm. Uh, and so so i'm just being intentional with with can you bring someone who's a different generation than you and and i've i've started to do that a little bit this year already and it's working and i'm i'm my my network my group of friends the people i interact with are um, of more and more different ages. And I freaking love it. <laughs> I love it. I think diversity is extremely important. And, you know, for many, many reasons, it enhances life, our experience in life. But also it's important for, for the survival of humanity. I think if you really drill it down to the kind of the science behind it and the basics of gen- genetics and hu- humanity surviving, we need diversity. It is, we can't live without it. We, we literally, our species would die off without diversity. So um, you can even, you can, and everything scales from there. You know, everything scales from, from that. Yeah. I think you're so spot on with that because so often we end up isolating ourselves in these like echo chambers, right? Of like people who think like us, look like us, believe like us, worship like us, everything. And it keeps us in these bubbles. And it, I really believe that in, or, in order to challenge our beliefs, we have to start surrounding ourselves with people who come from different backgrounds, come from different life experiences, different generations. And, I know for me, like that has been one of the greatest things about joining Women Speak has been the access to women of all generations, of all different backgrounds and getting to hear their stories. It opens up like how, even though somebody might have a different background or a different religious belief, 
we're so much more alike than we even know. And like, that's what I have just enjoyed so much about this past year of expanding my network of friends to be more diverse is just being able to challenge those things within myself that I used to believe and challenging those beliefs has opened up so many different doors. Absolutely. So much. Yes. And uh, another beautiful thing about woman speak is our attention that we give to listening, right? Because as we're diversifying, as we're including um, others, we need to be listening. That is like so important, listening, listening, and hearing their stories and giving them the space and celebrating the wisdom and recognizing that their experiences are different than ours. Um, And so, and allowing them to lead the way in teaching us um, what they have to share about what they've experienced or their history or their, where they come from. Um, So I love that about women speak. I'm, I love listening anyways. That's one of my favorite things to do. And so as a woman speak leader, I love that I get the opportunity to practice that. Uh, intentionally all the time that's amazing that's so cool and I'm curious as well with everything you're doing what is your larger focus or goal I guess longer term because this year is more about the multi-generational but in the more future what's your goal with sovereign beauty yeah wow fun Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I do have a book that I have in the works that's slowly coming on Mm -hmm. I do I do online courses um, all the time Um, I really follow my intuition on when those should come out and what those should be about I'm really focused uh, my whole life Um, one of my gifts is really focusing on what's present in the moment. One of my gifts and one of my flaws at the same time. (laughs) Sometimes I need to think about more than what's just going on in the moment. But um, I really trust, I really trust that what needs to be said and give attention to in the moment will come through. So I've got my online course offerings that I do all the time. I do public speaking I would love to speak more um, outside of my community. I would love to travel more with my speaking. Um, So that would be one of my biggest goals. I think as a mom, busy mom of three little ones, um, that a a speaking gig, you know, where I could just fly over somewhere for the weekend, give a speaking gig from home, that would be ideal. That would be so wonderful to experience that level. So that's, um, and I love speaking in front of an audience. I love that energetic give and take, that connection you have with the audience, that free fall that you feel before you're going out on stage, um, that opportunity to trust yourself again and again um, and trust those. I mean, So many people are scared of speaking, but what I find most of the time is that when I look out into the audience, there's so many smiling faces. There's so many people supporting and encouraging, and they're just ready to hear it. So if you you just trust yourself enough to show up and let let the connection flow, that um, 
that it will all work out. That it will all work That's so amazing. So before we ask you our final questions, is there anything that you wish we would have asked you or like a final message that you would like to leave with our audience? Hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Um, One thing that I get asked about is, um, you know, my relationship with my husband um, because that's very solid and we've been together for 20 years. And um, I, I like to tell women and I tell women a lot You know, everybody says, date your husband, go out on dates, schedule monthly dates. And I'm like, yes. And also date yourself. Like, don't ever stop dating yourself. Um, Beautiful earrings on for yourself and dance in front of the mirror for yourself. Um, You know, be edgy that way. Be edgy that way. Um, Admire all the beautiful parts of your body in the mirror. Um, For me, I used to be really scared of that until I did it. And then I was like, oh, that like roll on my back is not scary. It's actually really cute and beautiful. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not scared of that little piece of me anymore. So I just say, take time to date yourself in whatever. It's like the rituals and the self-care and all of that. Um, Take time to date yourself. Seduce yourself. Oh, that's such good advice. And on that note, uh, something that we like to do for our listeners, the way we like to end our podcast is give our listeners three little tidbits of advice that you can give them that can uplift their lives today. So three action steps that you would like to give our listeners. Mm, Okay. Make a date for yourself on your calendar right now. Like literally (laughs) go to your calendar right now, because if you don't put it on the calendar, you probably won't do it. So I'd say do that, make a date with yourself. Um, And then I would say find a 30 second ritual. That's where I like to have people start. Find a 30 second ritual that you um, can visit. And there's two different types of rituals that I encourage um, my clients to have. One is the one that's kind of pre-planned that you go to, you know, maybe your morning ritual or whatever. Um, but one's like a pattern interrupt ritual when you're stressed out or you're sad or you just need to pick me up. So I guess I would say um, for, for, for action item two and three is to to find a ritual that works for you for those two categories. Um, To give you an example, um, when I put my earrings on, um, I don't go through the motions of putting them on. I have a mantra that I say to myself. I stop. I slow down. I close my eyes. I really feel myself. I ground myself. Um, And I say whatever my mantra is and – and then I say a different one for the other earring. The first one is more of a, a mantra for myself. And the other one is more of a mantra of what I want to give to others. <clears throat> I close my eyes when I talk about it too. I'm like closing my eyes as I'm <laughs> explaining it to you and touching my earrings. It's just a habit. But um, I'm already doing that. I'm already putting my earrings on. 
why not layer in a little mini ritual that's going to take an extra 30 seconds, you know, um, we don't have to make it all fancy, but just practicing that every day over and over again. Right. So that's a, um, like a, like a daily ritual. And then like a pattern interrupt ritual is for me, like the sense of smell really activates me or you know, something that I, if I put it in my mouth, you know, something that's going to awaken a sense in you and kind of knock you off of what you're experiencing in the moment. Yeah. Um, so for me, I take my rose oil and I start from the bottom of my jaw and I go slowly around my jaw to the other side. And I do it again, really intentional with my eyes closed, present, grounded, all of those things. And I say, I love you. Mm. And then I go between my eyes and I go down to the tip of my nose and I take a really deep inhale. That inhale is everything. Um, And I say, I love her. Okay, so that's just, Quick And um, a way that I recommend you, you're able to follow through with that is by putting it somewhere that's in your awareness. Don't hide it. Put it out. I have mine on a pedestal. And so it's there. I see it. Okay, I'm not forgetting about it. So make it easy for yourself. Set yourself up for success and keep it simple. Love it. Oh, my God. I'm going to do that. I love that I love so it. much. That's so great. Good. I love that. Wow. That is just so incredible. I know that so many people are just going to get such incredible value from this episode. So where can they connect with you, learn more about you, everything like that? Because I know everyone is going to be dying to connect with you after this episode. Oh, thank you. Um, I love connecting. I love making new friends. Um, So find me on Facebook. I would say friend me, like, so what? Like, let's be friends. <laughs> let's get to know each other. We can see if we resonate um, in that way on that platform. So look for me, Crystal Celeste Avila Langan. I put my whole name in there. <laughs> Crystal Celeste Avila Langan. And then I've got my Beauty Reclamation um, private Facebook group, Beauty Reclamation, where, you know, I put content in there and all of that. So you can find me there. And then, of course, I have my website, crystallangan.com. Cool. Awesome. We will connect all of that in the show notes so everyone can connect with you. Love it. And yes, that was so great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with us. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on. To continue the conversation, follow Catherine and Randy on social media. Our links are listed in the show notes. We can't wait to share another powerful story with you next week. And until then, stay stay uplifted. uplifted.